0: This practice is sometimes referred to as a purification practice, um, and what that—it's kind of an archaic word, purification—but I really like it because um, <clears throat> because what it's pointing to is the opposite of what we intuitively think, or the opposite of what we think when we um, think of meditation. When you think of meditation, you think often like, oh, it's going to be all about just getting to higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher states of bliss. Did anyone think that before they started meditating, that meditating was just about calm and bliss? Yeah. Do you think that now? <laughs> no. You guys know about the first noble truth. You guys know about suffering, right? And when we, so when we still our minds in this way, When we start to pay attention, what starts to purify is our intention. What starts to purify is our motivation. What starts to purify is um, our values. We start to see, oh, this thing that I did, that wasn't aligned with my values, and now I'm having to replay Or part of it wasn't aligned with my values, maybe. And I'm having to replay this moment over and over and over and over and over again. I alluded to that about my first month-long retreat. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I got in this kind of altercation with um, a colleague. And I literally, it just the mind would not stop for one month straight. For one month straight. I never wanted to go through that pain again. I never wanted to go through that pain again of having to listen to my mind go, you know, act the way that I had acted, that would then cause me to be having to listen to that over and over and over again. So there's something that happens when we're with, uh, when we're with the, when the mind replays the fruition of actions that haven't been aligned with our values, something happens where what has happened in my own experience is that I start to act more aligned with my values in order, so I don't have to suffer. There's like it's a self-interest thing, <laughs> honestly. The other thing that can happen is that where other people have harmed us, we might be choosing people in our lives that actually they aren't acting aligned with our values. They don't share the same values, and so those people and the action, the actions that they have taken have really impacted us. And maybe we say like, oh, I'm okay. Some of us were talking about this in one of, this, uh, one of the breakout discussions, how with oppression, when we just experience it all the time, at some point we can just become desensitized to it. We're just like, oh, I'm cool. I'm fine. But when we sit down and we pay attention and we slow down, we realize we're not fine. What's happening in that relationship isn't okay. You start to get in touch with your own goodness, with your own value, with like more of who you are. You start to get a sense of what that, is, what that means. And through that sense, we do make choices. We start to make hard choices about who we let in our inner inner circle and who we choose to love, maybe still care for, but they, they're, they're a farther distance maybe than they were before because they don't share similar values. So one practice that I like to offer while on retreat is the forgiveness practice, because what we want to, what we want to train in another thing that we'd like to train in is both to see clearly our own values and other people's values and to also let go of the unnecessary clinging or holding to, um, to to hatred, to anger, to greed. Now, when we forgive, forgiveness does not mean accept. Forgiveness does not mean approve. Forgiveness does not mean like. Cruelty exists. You've seen it in your own mind. People are cruel. You are cruel. Every single one of us does cruel things, right? Right? Like this, is, this is part of being human. We can choose not to be cruel. Through awareness, we can choose not to be cruel. We can choose non-harming. So So forgiveness isn't accepting, it isn't approving, it isn't liking, but it's the recognition. It's the insight that holding on to hate doesn't lead to freedom. Seeing clearly, that's cruelty. And acting skillfully and making decisions, that's wise. That's wisdom. But holding on to hate is not wisdom. Now, the other thing to say is that we don't choose when sometimes we can forgive. There's uh, two different phrases that I like, like imminence and transcendence. So we can intend to forgive. We can start to incline the mind towards forgiveness. But our mind just might be keeping the hate on. That just might be how it is. And we want to accept that process. We want to really honor the process and the timing and the pace of the intelligence of our own being. So we can turn towards forgiveness based on a concept that you hear that you intuit or that you've seen in other areas, but the mind might not be ready to forgive. And I can honest, there, honestly, honestly, there's, there's things in my life where my mind is still holding and and I, I trust it will eventually let go, but the mind is just still holding. It's you know it, it's subtle, but it's just still, it's still, it's still um, resisting, like a, a a real pure forgiveness. And that's okay, that's okay. That's part of the process. So what I want to lead us in is a guided forgiveness practice. And we'll do three ways. First, we'll do um, forgiveness towards those who you have harmed. So anyone who you have harmed will do a little practice. Anyone who has harmed you. And then maybe the hardest of all, and I've definitely seen this t- uh, connecting with some of you, is forgiving ourselves. Right? Sometimes we have made choices that are deeply not aligned with our values. And we, yeah. Yeah. We got to step up to the plate and recognize the innate goodness and recognize the delusion, the confusion, and realize I love this phrase like, given the conditions, things couldn't have been otherwise. Given the conditions, things couldn't have been otherwise. Right? And we're here, we're sitting here to influence conditions so they can be otherwise in this moment and they can be in the future but given the conditions of the past, things couldn't have been otherwise. All right, so let's, um, let's intend towards forgiveness. <clears throat> so I first, like, when I do this practice, this comes from my first teacher and mentor, a woman named Tara Brock, who I love, yeah, <laughs> And this is a practice of um, imagining people who really care for you. Could be people, places, or animals. Places where you feel safe. People where you feel safe. People who really care for you. And you imagine them like in a circle around you. They're like circled all the way around you. It could be just a few, but you want to feel them front, back, side to side. So bring to mind these images of these animals or places or people. And then let them, invite them to circle around you and make contact with each of them. Like they're in front of, one's in front of you, make contact and then move the other person or place or animal moves. And just feel their support and their care radiating towards you. Their love, their recognition of your goodness. And if at any point during the forgiveness practice, it just becomes too much, you can bring this image back to mind. Just imagine your circle of care, your circle of support. Bring that to mind and just stay there for a little bit, get resourced. Or you could do like tease, like I care, I love that. Touching one hand on the heart, one hand on the belly, I care. And then begin again the forgiveness practice when you're ready. So, first one, bringing to mind the image or the felt sense of someone who you have harmed. And so imagine them in front of you. And some of us are very visual people. Others are not so visual. So, you know, like uh, it can just be sort of like even a color that kind of reminds you of their essence. It doesn't have to be a... a a really distinct image or it can be a very distinct image. You see their eyes, you see their clothes, you see where you were. Imagine this person in front of you and then I'll give you the phrases and you repeat in your mind's eye. So internally you repeat the phrase after me. For all the ways I have harmed you. Knowingly or unknowingly. I ask for your forgiveness, for all the ways I've harmed you, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for your forgiveness. For all the ways I've harmed you, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for your forgiveness. So keeping the image in mind, you can repeat that phrase if you like it, or you could just say like, forgive me or please forgive me like you're extending the heart out, please forgive me. Or your own creative phrase. We'll just spend a few more minutes on this one. Someone you have harmed, please forgive me. I'm doing this one just for another minute, please forgive me if the image goes away, like re-up it. And then dissolving this image of the person before you. Dissolve that image. And just take a moment to appreciate your willingness to ask for forgiveness. The humility of asking for forgiveness. So much patterning of defensiveness or just avoiding Maybe just noticing your conditioning. What gets in the way of you saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And then bring to mind the image of someone who has harmed you. And again, same thing, like, imagine, you can even imagine the scene. You can imagine just the person in a particular location where you see them often. Sights, smells, sounds. You can really invoke it if you, can, if you have that capacity. If not, it could just be a sense of the person in front of you. Remember, you have this circle of support, or if it gets too much, you can open your eyes. You don't want to overdo it. It's not like a marathon to forgive. There's much more grace in the process than that. So repeating after me in your mind's eye, for all the ways you have harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I intend to forgive you or I forgive you, whatever is more true. For all the ways you have harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I intend to forgive you. I forgive you. For all the ways that you've harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive you. And so again, you could use the big phrase, the longer phrase, or you could just say, I intend to forgive you. Or if you really can sense into that feeling of forgiveness, you could just say forgiven. Get intuitive with it. If the longer phrase doesn't resonate. I intend to forgive you, forgiven. The mind can get really creative with this. You don't want to block that creativity. Just let it be. if the image fades, just invite it back and tend to forgive, forgiven, forgiven. And then one more minute of this one. And then dissolving the image in front of you. And again, taking a moment to appreciate the willingness to turn towards someone who's harmed you. Intending to open your heart again. Clarity, clear seeing. Intending to release any holding. It's the courage of that, the willingness, and appreciating that in your own heart, in your character. And then finally, bringing to mind an image of yourself. It could be yourself as you are right now, like imagining you're in front of you. Or it could mean just like placing a hand on your belly, a hand on your heart right here, right now. And you could also just imagine like yourself as a baby This innocent little baby that came into the world so joyful, so happy. Just reflecting on this innocence and beauty and wonder and joy and awe. And then repeating the phrases internally. For all the ways I've harmed myself. knowingly or unknowingly, I'm forgiven or I intend to forgive for all the ways I've harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I intend to forgive myself. I'm forgiven. For all the ways I've harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I'm forgiven. And again, just going really intuitively, letting creativity happen if it does, or use the phrases. Just forgiven, forgiven. It's okay. Forgiven. You're doing the best you could. Given what you knew. Forgiven, forgiven. It's okay. Given, forgiven. Given the conditions that couldn't have been otherwise. And if you have an image of yourself, dissolve that image. But stay connected with the tenderness, the goodness, the willingness to let go of the hatred towards yourself. The wrong view, the delusional view, the continuing to keep up a false image of yourself is in any way serving yourself or humanity. Turning towards the beauty, the vulnerability, the imperfection, the sheer messiness or being a human being. And the courage to see clearly the harm you've caused yourself. And allow it to impact you deeply. So you'll have the courage to make different choices in the future.